0: Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Jillian. And I'm Annika. And this is To the Fandom and Beyond, where we talk about anything and everything fandom related. For those of you who are back for another episode, we're so glad to have you here. And for those of you who are just joining us, we're also very glad to have you with us. In case you don't already know, this podcast is just going to be us talking off the cuff about the many things we love and also don't love about movies and TV. And maybe we'll throw in a book or two now and then. Hopefully you guys will enjoy what we're putting out each episode and continue to listen to us. So stay tuned.
1: You know what's uh funny about characters, Jillian? What's so funny? Is that you can you can be a terrible character in the beginning. Like you can be a horrible like human a scum being. of the earth. Exactly. Yet miraculously a season or two down the line, you get a redemption arc and immediately people fall in love with you mm, i'm a sucker for a good redemption arc it's they're some of the best because they show you that like these people have other cape like they're they, they have good, good inside yeah. them
0: it's just sometimes circumstance doesn't allow that good to shine through or just like like i said like circumstance situations that they've gone through or people that they've known hasn't allowed that that good to come through until another situation or another person exactly. comes along and is like hey you can be good. I know you can. Exactly. So it's it's interesting, you know, watching some shows, and there are
1: some characters obviously that should never have gotten redemption arcs. Like oh, yeah. there are some where it's there just like
0: where it's like why why did we feel the need to do that? We didn't. Or that it like it didn't work for the character or for the story. Yeah, like there is some. Cause, like here's the thing, every story, at least most stories need the bad guy. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have a bad guy, otherwise there's not gonna be. Otherwise, there's not going to be any, um, uh, there's not going to be any conflict. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, you have conflict, like, you have, like, you know, your inner conflict and all that jazz, but for, like, a good, compelling story Mm -hmm. that, especially with, like, TV shows, there needs to be the bad guy for the good guy, you know? Otherwise, there's, it's not going to go anywhere.
1: Exactly. And, like, like, you know, like I said, you know, some characters should never have had a redemption arc they should just stay
0: stay the bad guy stay the bad guy sometimes, sometimes it works. So, some characters work better staying the bad guy i mean i hate
1: them but they're good bad guys right, right like
0: sometimes it just works you love to hate them as the bad guy yeah
1: and then some characters should have had redemption arcs that never had them mm-hmm. which is just like heartbreaking tragedy. because you want it to happen so bad but then and it doesn't does. and it's either you know the writers decide not to do it um, the you know the director the producers decide hey it's not a good direction mm-hmm. or the network you know they get shut down before they get a chance to do that kind right. of thing right. and then of course you have the ones that got the redemption arcs they deserved it mm-hmm. and they had that opportunity to be a better person
0: right so there's you know there's a bunch of different you know characters I'm sure different every, categories and everybody's Out there has their characters that got redeemed that they are so happy about, or ones that they wish would have gotten redeemed. And like the biggest one that a lot of people talk about,
1: that's kind of just one that at least in the Avatar Last Airbender fandom, which is Prince Zuko. Zuko, because let's be real,
0: he had the best. He had one of the best redemption arcs on TV.
1: It just it was so organic,
0: and and that's and that goes back to what I mentioned earlier with circumstance, Mm -hmm. you know, because his entire life, you know, living in the Fire Nation, you know, he grew up, you know, thinking that, you know, the Fire Nation is the best and that they're better than everybody Mm -hmm. else type of a thing and that what they're doing is, you know, quote unquote good for the world or whatever. But then once he gets banished and starts traveling and starts seeing the destruction Mm -hmm. and the fear that the Fire Nation is causing, yeah, he starts to realize we're, why why are we yeah. doing this? It and also, then he you know turns his life yeah. around and becomes friends with the avatar. It and... also
1: helps that he has Uncle Iroh by his side. <sighs> Uncle to Iroh. be like to be like no.
0: Everybody needs an Uncle Iroh
1: in their life for real for real. We all need an Uncle Iroh to be like hey, you're being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. Drink some tea. Exactly like it just he has a great story. His storyline develops well to where it's like hey you know and here's the thing is even in the beginning people were kind of like. I don't hate you. There are some people that did. Yeah. But I think also now it's more of because most people who watch it now are like, I know you become a good guy. Right. right. So I
0: don't hate you. Definitely. I'm sure definitely when the show first aired that there are plenty of people who watched it in the beginning that were like, why are you the way that you are? Why are you such a bad guy? And then they keep watching and Mm -hmm. they're like, oh.
1: Yeah. Never mind. He's probably one of the most loved characters on the show.
0: I think so, yeah. I you love know, him.
1: He, right up there with Sokka. Like, him and Sokka are two of the most loved characters, I think, on the show, just because mm-hmm. they're so... They have great development. They have. They good, do. They have a good they friendship. Do. You know, I love that. Um, and then another one that developed fairly, you know, pretty organically is Nora Dark mm-hmm. from Legends of Tomorrow. I love her. And for those of you who know, we talked about Legends Tomorrow before on a previous um previous episode. Um, we talked about Sarah and Ava, and, and then we talked their relationship. about
0: relationship. Um, Nate Ray, and Ray and Ray, Ray and Ray, Nate
1: and Ray, Nate and, Ray. <laughs> Nate and <laughs> yeah, Ray. There you go. Um, so Nora Dark is married. Eventually, she gets married to Ray Palmer, who you know is the Adam.
0: He's a great character, and he's like the quintessential like good, Boy Scout. Yeah. You know, he's, I'm pretty sure his he's character was in the Boy Scouts. I feel like that was sure. said, but I don't know for sure.
1: Um, So, Nora Dark, when she starts out, she's in second season? Maybe. Second or
0: third season, I think. Because she's the daughter of Damien Dark, who if you watched um, Arrow, you know that he was... The but see, the big bad on that show. But see here's the thing about here's
1: the thing about Legends of Tomorrow is they can easily take a bad guy from one of the other DC shows and immediately make them into like the com comedic relief. I mean Because Damien Dark goes from being this asshole who we both despised in Arrow. Oh yeah. And then he comes into into Legends and we were like Damien's guest starring, yay! He's I think here. part of
0: it is because Neil McDonough Neil McDonough's fantastic. ...is awesome. Um but also but also we, again legends they don't take themselves like seriously, seriously yeah. so they're 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 able to get away with exactly. the goofier kind so, of comedy stuff. So
1: when we when we were when we were introduced to Nora, she started out as we saw her as a kid first on Arrow. Yes. Yeah, we saw her as a kid on Arrow. She was this young little girl, probably no older than I think ten at least, roughly. Like she yeah, was around right there. there. Um, and then we get her on Legends, and I think we were introduced to her on Legends as an adult. Or no 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 they visit her for the first time when she's at
0: the asylum. That's so she's right. still a kid, and then eventually, when eventually yeah. they see her as an adult because she comes, I think from the future. She comes back yeah. to so save she, her dad or whatever. So she
1: is introduced as this evil character who she's has, possessed by a
0: demon. Yeah, so she has
1: this power, this ability, and she uses it to help her dad and whatever. Um, and then she meets Ray. And here's yeah. the thing: I completely understand how it ha- why it happened, because if
0: I were evil and I met Ray too, I'd be like. You're a puppy dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Funny thing, though. I wasn't a big fan of Ray until I saw him on Legends. Neither was I. Legends allowed him to shine as a character. He Re- felt a little too stalkery on Arrow, for no, my taste. I
1: think it was also that he was too comedic for Arrow. Yeah. He yeah. was a little too, like, hey, hey, what's, what, what's going yeah. on? What are we
0: doing? The, with the or with is- the tone of Arrow, he was he was a little too peppy. Because, like, obviously, you know, Felicity was kind of peppy, too, but she wasn't, like... Puppy dog peppy like yeah, Ray is. Exactly. So, so he, he he didn't really work for the tone of Arrow. He
1: he worked better on Legends and he worked better with Nora. And mm-hmm. the way they have it, you know, you have him kind of trying to talk Ray, you, you have him trying to talk damien and Nora out of doing this bad thing. Right. And then he saves Nora. And Damon's kinda like, okay, I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but okay. Then you see that Nora starts to be like, I have a soft spot for
0: you, but I'm not gonna let it show. Right. And, and, and then you see over the course of her being showing then, up, you see her kind of starting to Exactly help and, them and, and start to fall for Ray. And the
1: best part is that Courtney Ford and um Brandon Routh are married in real life. Which is beautiful.
0: And I didn't th- I didn't realize that when I first when they were first Neither like, did I. On yeah. On the show, I didn't realize that watching the show that they were together until I was like on Tumblr or something, mm-hmm. and I was looking at posts and I saw that they were married, and I was like, "What? Yeah, that's so amazing." So they
1: they do a great job together. They're so they act it so well, um, and it's adorable. Their scenes are great, and Nora's Nora's transition and her redemption from being this evil psychotic character, mm-hmm. and like she explains it at one point, I know how she's like i was that way because of my father right. you know he, she's like I- again
0: circumstance and the people around her exactly didn't allow and, her to be her and that's the thing is like she could be, ray
1: know? showed her that she could be better he helped mm-hmm. her become a little bit of a better person and then even having e- even her af- book
0: club right even after the demon you know was gone away from her she still wasn't like the quote-unquote good person she was still kind of like no I need to you know do this to save my dad she was still kind of doing the quote unquote bad stuff yeah
1: and you know Ray tried to help her he did his best she got you know
0: rehabilitized rehabilitated inside the you know the time bureau she was locked up for a bit
1: yeah which I hated her being locked up but I understand why they did it right because they were like she was bad we need to be on the safe side you Mm -hmm. know and then of course you get Mona and Sarah and Ava doing book club with her which was the best thing ever book club was the best um so, just, like, watching her change, watching her redeem herself in mm-hmm. the eyes of everyone else, and becoming a fairy godmother,
0: like, yeah, that was adorable. oh, that was so cute, and just her, the way she interacts with the team. Right, and see, and that's, and it's kind of like, with, with Zuko and, like, with Nora, both of them kind of being around these, like, good people mm-hmm. allowed them to see the world kind of in a different way, and to realize, oh, okay, and then they started becoming friends, and, you know, like... All exactly. that kind of stuff.
1: So it really worked out in in her favor. You know, being around Ray, being around Nate and Zari and all of them just mm-hmm. kind of helped her break out of her, the cycle that she right. had been stuck in for so long. Which was fantastic and to see. And, like, yes, it, it was probably, it could be considered character development for her, but it I is mean, also then, a big then again,
0: redemption arc. Then again, every redemption could be considered character yeah, development. exactly. I don't know... That, that, there's probably like a, you know, like a very fine line of like straight up character development and straight up redemption arcs. Exactly. Um it, I like to consider Nora's a redemption so arc. So do I,
1: yeah. So it'll, it, you know, it really depends on how you want to see it. Um but right. she had a great one. Um and then another one that had I I wouldn't say okay, so you have um spike from buffy his was a little bit different because you know you have this it's been a while since i've watched buffy i haven't watched in a while either yes but the best i think the best thing they did for spike and like the biggest thing that we saw with him with his redemption story is that it wasn't it wasn't a clear-cut redemption story for him it was very much he's still technically a bad guy Mm -hmm. but he's also working with the scooby gang he's getting them, you know, he's helping, helping them. But here's the thing is the, I think one of my favorite parts about his redemption in a sense, and you guys can't see it. I'm quoting here. I can't... That's
0: why I said quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. So they knew that. I was can't quoting do with my fingers. You.
1: you can't see me. It's okay. Um, you don't, you don't want to see me right now. Um, they, the best, the, the my favorite thing about his redemption story is that he didn't do it I don't think there was, like, a clear-cut reason why he did it, why he became better. Mm-hmm. It was more of just he had hurt Buffy, and he hated that he hurt. Because you mm-hmm. can see it. in the, When he first shows up, he's infatuated by her. He's kind of like, right. oh, who's this slayer? I should kill her. That's my job. Right. And then he kind of sees her, and he's like, huh. Okay. that's I don't like that, but okay. And you see it throughout the series. You see in the beginning, he's like dreaming about Buffy mm-hmm. he has I'm pretty sure he has a doll at one point of, of oh, Buffy yeah. the robot or something Um, so you see him kind of being like oh, I'm in love with Buffy but he won't admit it right. then he hurts Buffy and he's like I hate myself I can't do this mm-hmm. so then he gets his soul back he goes and I, the one scene that I remember the most one of my favorite scenes from the show is when she finds Spike it's when Dawn is starting school and she mm-hmm. becomes the guidance counselor and she goes down because she's hearing noises, and she's not sure what it is, and she goes down to the cellar below the school, and Spike is there, and he's living amongst these rats, and he's just like nasty and beat up, and she's just like, "What okay?" and she's not sure what's happening and then later during the after that point, she sees that you know he goes to the to the chapel and he hugs the he kind of hangs himself over the cross right and he starts it starts sizzling right, and she realizes, and that's when everyone realizes. Holy crap. He mm-hmm. got his soul back, which right. he did. I'm pretty sure, you know, he did it because he was like, I was a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Buffy's the only person that knows about his soul for a bit. Um, but you just see... And, you know, of course, he is one of the ones that kind of reverts back a few times to right. his old self, to his old before his redemption. But he really, truly does try and, and it's redeem like, himself. And in the end,
0: he does... He sacrifices himself mm-hmm. to save everyone. And you know, personally,
1: I'm one of the f- sad. I'm one of the ones who want to believe that he, Buffy meant she loved him. Like she really mm-hmm. meant it. He obviously didn't believe her. He was kind of right. like, okay, sure. Whatever. Um, but I think his character development, his redemption arc was. Is probably one of my favorites because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, even from the beginning, before I knew who he was, I loved him. I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm a sucker for the bad boys in TV. I really am.
0: Honestly, some they're a lot more fun to watch. Honestly, yeah. So it's just like
1: his development, his relationship with Buffy. I think was a big reason for why he kind of changed his ways. Right. Um, and he, you could tell that he genuinely cared for her. You know, mm-hmm. he could, you could tell that he genuinely cared. Of course, he made mistakes.
0: Yeah, and there do. are
1: some that would. You know, argue that him trying to basically rape Buffy was, a complete like no, he's not redeemed anymore. And I'm like, right. okay, but then again, some of their favorite characters are some that, you know, probably did have done the same things, yet they're like, oh well, I love them, but you know, they they apologize and all this. I'm like, so did he, so did he, mm-hmm. and first of all, he's a fictional character, so, okay, right. Um, but we're also, not
0: condoning. No, 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 not
1: at we're all. We're just
0: saying that.
1: You know he's he made mistakes and so is most so have most of these characters. You know mm-hmm. they've all made these mistakes, but the whole point of these redemption stories is to make up for the bad, is right. to make make good what they've done. Um, and he makes peace with Buffy. You know she ends up. I'm pretty sure she forgives him at some point, mm-hmm. um, and she accepts that he's changed in a way. Um, it's interesting though because like I said earlier, is his is not clear cut. Right, it's not you know he's redeemed he's a good guy it's more of just like he's helping us but he could also turn on us again like it's kind of here and there but that's more of a
0: gray area redemption exactly
1: which is what I love because I don't I I mean yes I prefer I like you know clear cut -cut redemptions redemptions. but also I like ones where you can still see a bit of like that bad you can still see Mm -hmm. a bit of them being like potentially like oh they could turn on us at any point we don't know It, it makes things interesting it really does yeah um and same thing, another one that uh isn't really clear cut and I guess some wouldn't say he some would say that neither of them deserved redemption and that they shouldn't have had it. Yeah. But um Klaus Michelson and Elijah Michelson from yeah. The Vampires and the, the Originals. The
0: article that I read on BuzzFeed people a couple of people had said that they didn't the like especially like with Klaus, that the stuff that he's done that he worked better as the bad guy. Okay, but see but see that's my okay, that's my thing. And you okay. <laughs> Annika loves Klaus with I, a fiery passion.
1: I love him. First of all, I love Joseph Morgan in general. So Who
0: wouldn't?
1: um so Klaus my thing about Klaus is like I said before, is that I appreciate that his isn't clear cut. Mm-hmm. He doesn't it's not it's not, oh, he's the good guy now. He never admits to being the good guy. He never is the good guy. He is just... He never claims to be a good guy. He is guy. just the guy who will do anything and everything for those he cares about and loves. Right. It's which, like,
0: if Klaus Michelson cares about you and loves you... You, you know, know could, that you're protected. You know that you're protected. Of exactly. course, you know, yes, his siblings, he does dagger them many, many times. But also... But he also, in his own twisted way, it is to protect them. And it's not even that. It's
1: more of... And like he doesn't it, want to lose them. Yeah, and and that's the thing is with Klaus and Elijah, it's a lot of you have to look you have to really have watched their backstory and right. how they were raised because, you know, Michael was a, an abusive asshole. asshole. Like it just was horrible. Um, he didn't care about them really. He didn't care about about Klaus because he cared Klaus about was power. Yeah, and you know, Klaus was a bastard in his eyes. You know, mm. he was he was a half brother. He wasn't brother. his son. Yeah, he was a half sibling. So he was like, "Oh, he's not my son. How dare you." kind of thing. So his a lot of Klaus's, you know, personality and the reason why he is the way he is is because of Michael. Michael. Exactly. And a lot of the way Elijah is is because of Klaus because of Michael. Like mm-hmm. Elijah, Klaus is the way he is because of the way Michael treated him and the way, you know, some of his siblings treated him, specifically Finn, who just should have died early on. <laughs> um, and then the way, the reason Elijah is the way he is, is because he suffered because he was trying to protect Klaus from what their father has done. Right. Which I understand because it's like family is, you know, family. they are your family. Right. So he wants to protect him. And of course, I understand you know, people saying they shouldn't have deserved it. You know, they're still good as a bad guy. Here's the thing. They're still the bad guys. Mm-hmm. They just have shifted their views on things. Right. Like, um, and I've, let me tell you, I've watched the 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 pilot episode of the originals more times <laughs> than I can count. <laughs> okay. I feel that. It's so good. And you see it. You see, And the one thing I love about Klaus is that he doesn't go from being this evil, you know, villain to being the the good guy. He goes from being an evil villain to being more a of an antagonist. Yeah, to being an antagonist who wants to protect his daughter. Right. And unfortunately, we didn't get as much time as we wanted with Klaus and Haley, or Hope, together. Mm. Um, it was more of kind of here and there and moments, you know, stolen. Yeah, moments stolen here and there. But he did have a big redemption with... I mean, he didn't apologize for a lot of things because he wasn't really ever sorry. He was kind of like, eh, that's who I am, you know? That's, he's like, that's...
0: I'm not sorry that I did what I did to protect you.
1: Exactly. And also a lot of it, was he was like, oh, you guys are going to turn on me? No, no, no. That's not That's not, That's not. going to work. We're not going to do that. So, you know, <laughs> he kind of was like, no, I'm going
0: to get what I want. But once... It's like, he's, he's more the type of the guy that's like, I will hurt you before you hurt me. Exactly. And it's like, once he
1: had hope, once they had hope you could see that that priority in his life shift mm-hmm. from being I need power to being my daughter needs to be safe. Right. Which yes he went about some things the wrong way. Of course he did. Naturally. But we can't deny that he was a fairly good father, aside from most fathers in the Vampire diaries and and <laughs> universe, you know? <laughs> I mean, you have Elena oh, well, okay. Yeah, you, you have Elena's father who's John, who's a psycho. You have her adopted father, who obviously died, so we don't know how he was. Um, then again, he didn't tell her that he was she was adopted. You have Caroline's father, who rejected her being a vampire, and refused to be her dad. Mm-hmm. And you know you have all these other dads who just kind of whatever you know. Even Damon and Stefan's dad tried has tried to kill him. Like it's just, they're none of them are good fathers. None <laughs> of them are really good parents. The only good parent in the entire series is Sheriff Lockwood. So you know, mm-hmm. um, but so. It's like out of all of them, we have to admit that Klaus had a good character development. You know, he had a good a good switch up from mm-hmm. being a villain to being an antagonist, and and I will argue this with people is they are two different things because well, I mean they're they're similar, but. A villain, in my eyes, a villain is someone who cannot be redeemed. A villain is someone who... Straight up bad. Yeah, an antagonist is just someone who kind of pushes your buttons and kind of...
0: Creates obstacles and tries to keep you from getting what you want, but isn't truly, truly evil. Yeah,
1: so it's like, Klaus is not a villain anymore. He is an antagonist with a different goal in mind. Mm -hmm. You know, his goals have switched. They've developed into new things. Um and same thing with Elijah yes and here's the thing is, um and there's a big parallel between Elijah and Cole or Elijah and Klaus and Damon and Stefan from the Vampire Diaries because, with, Damon and Klaus, it was the same deal for them where it was like they were seen as the bad guys they were seen as the, you know the the bad brother who only looked after himself right and then Stefan and Elijah were seen as the good brother who, you know was always um, doing his best to, you know, be a good person and Mm -hmm. be the best that he could be. But in reality, they were both flipped. Like, they were all flipped, you know? They have this parallel, and Elijah was doing his best to protect his, you know, his younger brother, and his, and his isn't even really a redemption story because Elijah's always been a very, I guess, a very, um, not not he's not really an antagonist honestly he's kind of just there to help what Klaus is doing right. in a sense he's there to kind of pull back on the reins and be to like you're and doing be like,
0: hey don't try not to go this far but it doesn't always work exactly so there's it, it all depends you know on how you look at it Um.
1: so I mean me personally I love the way they went with Klaus and Elijah being mm-hmm. you know giving them this redemption giving them this way this uh, um giving them this opportunity to change up their story and i've only seen
0: i've only seen so much of the original so i haven't seen their story come full like i haven't you've seen the first four seasons of it i've seen the first few seasons and then i've seen clips from the end that you've like just watched here and there yeah and And, and you've seen then you've seen you know um legacies
1: Legacies. so it's just kind of they had a good they had a good run with their redemption Mm -hmm. um Another one that could also be considered kind of here and there could also turn on you would be Theo from Teen Wolf. He was one that obviously. He's an interesting character. So he, for those of you who know Teen Wolf, or those of you who have no idea, um, Theo Rakin comes in in season five. Yeah. So he shows up and he was a friend of Styles and Scott's from when when they they were kids.
0: Yeah. So he shows and then up. He disappeared. Yep, he, he shows moved up. Away or whatever. Um,
1: and at first, everyone is kind of like, okay. And obviously, Styles does not trust Styles, him.
0: Styles is like me and Annika when we watch TV we, or movies. We can usually pick out the sketchy person pretty quickly. Exactly. That's Styles. He can pick out the sketchy person pretty quick. Exactly. So, but no one ever believes him. So there's. You can obviously tell from the beginning, everyone
1: is kind of like, oh, they don't know what to make of him, but whatever. Um, he. Obviously, throughout the entire fifth season, he is the villain of the story. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, he's the he's one who. Trying
0: to take their power, you know? Well,
1: actually, I guess you could say that the Dread Doctors were the villains and Theo was the antagonist right. because he was kind of like, you could tell that there was good in him that he chose not to do. You know, he right. chose not to show his good side, basically. Right. And then, you know, season five, he's gone. End of season five, he's done with. Then season six happens and. I think it's the back half of season six that he's brought back
0: oh yeah because
1: um he shows back up to help fight and at first everyone is like you know everyone is here yeah and you know Liam even tells him he's like I will send you back he's like I will if you screw us over exactly and Theo obviously is like no no I'm fine kind of thing (laughs) um and at first we were all probably like you know like uh Theo okay then again I love Cody Christian so I have no problem with it um and i think his wasn't we didn't get to see as much of a redemption arc with him mm-hmm. because he was only in last four yeah, or yeah. and this is half. and
0: this is one of those shows that didn't have like a quote-unquote full season run exactly they were they were more of like the half like the you know half season mm-hmm. type run they usually exactly. had like 13 episodes well yeah usually, seasons roughly
1: two season Season four. No, was it seasons one and four? I think only had twelve episodes, um, and the rest of them had twenty two.
0: Oh, okay, so I'm completely off. Then. What
1: you're thinking about is the fact that seasons.
0: I'm thinking of the two, whole like A and B. thing. Yeah,
1: two, three, five, and six all had A and B storylines. Right. Um. So the thing about Theo coming in is that he only got so much time for a redemption story. And his wasn't even a big redemption story. It was more of just like,
0: more of a I'm going to help thing. you. He's
1: like, he's like, I know what I did was bad.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: did it because I had to, or I thought I had to, Right. but I'm going to help you now. And okay, I'm going to say this right now. And all my Teen Wolf fans who are listening, I hope you all agree with me. And like Jeff Davies has said <laughs> it too, is that Theo and Liam would have been perfect. The way they had his redemption going There was so much potential there.
0: Um, I don't know. I didn't really see it. But it's I mean, you're a f- loser. Whatever. I feel. I think that if we'd had more screen time on the exactly two of them, I could have seen it. Well, here's the thing: but... is Jeff
1: Davies himself said that he wanted to put Theo and Liam together in the finale, but it never happened. That like the writers' room didn't agree, basically. And I'm like, you're the creator, Jeff. Just do it. <laughs> just, just come, <laughs> just, you know. just
0: just coach them on the side. Just be like, all right, guys. So Here's this, what we're gonna do. You're gonna make out. Exactly. Don't tell what. Don't tell them what you're doing. But every take,
1: you're gonna make out. <laughs> and okay. I don't know if any of you know this, but I didn't learn this until the third season of Teen Wolf, is that Jeff Davies, who created Teen Wolf, also created Criminal Minds. Heyo. And I had no idea. And, and I, I was like, I when I was watching Teen Wolf, I was like, why does his name sound familiar? <laughs> I was like, what is it? And then I went and I was watching Criminal Minds one day and I was like, huh. oh, that's... That's, that's him, okay. I was like, that's new? I didn't know that. I love all that stuff. Happens. Um, and it makes sense, though. You can see kind of here and there, the little things
0: that you're like, ah, okay, okay. At least Criminal Minds had good lighting. <laughs>
1: yeah. At least, okay. The first four seasons had okay lighting of Teen Wolf, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a whole other episode, man. Um, but so Theo was a little bit more just like a very quick, like, hey, I'm going to help you. I'm the good guy now. And they were like, okay. mm, okay. It was and more, they, they
0: more accepted it out of need and circumstance because they're like, yeah. everybody else is disappearing. We need the help. So, yeah, okay. Whatever. And
1: he was another one... Um... Who was like, he could easily turn on you without a second like right. he could easily turn on you without a second thought. He wouldn't care. He's just like he ah, whatever. Over it. Exactly. So he is one that, you know, I wish we would have gotten more of I wish we would have gotten him earlier in season six.
0: So we could have seen more of the redemption development. We did
1: get to see a few moments of him um panicking about like basically having that fear of like what happened because like we had the moment of him or I guess we got we saw moments of him um, dealing with the repercussions of what he did because you know right. you saw him you see him having all these nightmares about his sister mm-hmm. um, and then we see him sleeping in his car at one point and I felt bad immediately the second I see someone like that I'm like <laughs> oh I'm like oh honey I'll help you please if
0: I was um, in your fictional world
1: exactly I'd be the one that's driving around being like do you need a blanket do you need a blanket do you need a blanket like <laughs> hey, I'll you help need you a snack, honey? I'll help you I carry snacks with me everywhere I go it's just a known fact at this point. Mm-hmm. Everyone in high school agreed with that.
0: I mooched off of other people.
1: So. I was the one that people mooched off of. <laughs> so, and but here's the thing is I gave I brought food to school for people. I knew yeah. because I knew that people were going to want to eat it, I would pack extra bags of Cheez-Its and Goldfish in my bag. And people were like, "Are you Annika? Do you have food?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" Yeah, I, used, I used
0: to steal my friends' Capri Suns at lunch during middle <laughs> school. My mom got so mad at me. <laughs>
1: um so um so anyways, so um like Theo was a good Example of, he's still an antagonist, but he can easily be a protagonist if you wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. If he was in a if it was a different version of the story, I guess. Right. You know, if it was told from a different perspective. If
0: there was more time to tell more story. Exactly. I think it was for him. It was more of we
1: saw the beginnings of a redemption arc. Right. We saw the beginnings of hey, he could possibly become the new part of the new pack. pack. Exactly, and I definitely think he will be. I definitely think he would be. Up there. Oh, then again, with the way season six ended, I don't know if there's a new pack. I think it's all more just they all...
0: Well, I think because, like, obviously, you know, like... Liam. You know, Styles and Scott and Lydia and all of them, you know, they were going off to school. Yeah. So then it's, like, Liam and... You... Do you remember how season six ended?
1: Maybe. Season six ends with, basically, Scott, Styles Malia, Lydia, I think... The, I think Liam and... Hayden, not Hayden, Liam and uh, Mason and Corey, I think, they all show up. They're all, like, outside, like, in the rain, pulling up in the cars, and there's those ki- that kid that's standing there, and he's freaking out because he's a werewolf, and um, what's-her-name is hunting him down. What? That's how season six ends.
0: What?
1: You don't remember this? No, I
0: swear it ended with them, like, That was season six. Away. That was, um, that was the... Because Styles comes back in 6B at the end and Darlin, darling you're thinking of 6a
1: no because 6 styles is not in 6b until the very end I
0: know he comes back in the final episode I know and, and then they, they fight are, Yeah, right they don't
1: fight Deucalion well they
0: fight the bad people with <laughs> Deucalion's help they fight. and then they're they're at like the at like the the, the school the, no they're at like the shipping Shh. area and there's like all like the shipping crates and they're like walking away that is not. Isn't that the final shot? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I swear it is. No,
1: the final shot is of them standing out in the rain, and Styles and Lydia getting out of the same car, and they're and he's like, and the kid is like, you know who are well, who are the rest of them? And he's just Scott's just like they're my pack, and we're gonna help you.
0: I don't remember this. <laughs> How do I not remember this? I have no I'm idea. I'm going to have to go back and watch because I, I swear it ends differently. <laughs> no, it does not. I swear it ends with them walking because <laughs> people online were, like, talking about how it would have been, like, cooler uh-huh. if, like, you know, like, it faded out on, like, Styles and Scott or, like, it showed Scott, not Scott, but Styles and Lydia holding hands or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, I swear it ends on the shot of them all walking away. You are so i how how do you think that's how it ends i I don't know okay
1: (laughs) hold on it's been
0: a while since i've watched it hold on i gotta find let's see here i'm
1: i'm i'm doing right now because it's gonna drive me nuts (laughs) i'm not gonna play the entire thing but i'm not gonna play it but i'm gonna skip all the way see it ends there is shipping containers but it ends with them all gathered around see that's what
0: i'm talking about and that's what
1: i'm talking about but they don't walk away. They're all still standing there. They're all kind of still standing there. But like they, it ends with them going and helping this kid. I. <laughs> they do here. okay. Let's say this. I'm right and you're right because there is shipping containers and they do walk away. But there is a kid that they're trying to help. I don't like this. Okay, whatever. So like, I'll we watch were saying, it later. Okay, like we said, is you know there was a very good potential for them to have more for him to be a you know good person, and I hope that if we get like a movie in oh, a year to come, a few years year to come, then maybe we'll get Theo and maybe we'll get Theum together <laughs> first, please. Um. Anyways. So, you know, he was a great, he was a great, you know, redemption. One that I wish, Um. what another one that we got that, and okay, I'm going to put a disclaimer right now is that, I, Jillian has not read the Mortal Instruments book. She got, nope. she started the first one, didn't <laughs> finish it. Could not get through it. So I don't she, think I even got through the first chapter. So she has not read them. I'm sure they're she great. She has seen the show. I have seen the show. We've both seen the movie. She doesn't remember the movie. I don't remember the movie. Um, I have read the first series of books, but I don't remember much of Maris Lightwood. Okay. Where... In the show, we're going to talk her. about specifically in the show. So, this does not so pertain much. to the books at all. This pertains to the show. Yes. Um, Maris Lightwood in the show has one of the best redemption arcs I've ever seen on TV. So great. Because. I feel like it's,
0: it's one of those things where it's kind of like. A really quick it really is okay. a really quick and so too. for those of you uh, you
1: Which know sometimes spoilers, those work yes for so spoiler alert I guess for those who yeah. have not finished the show if you haven't finished it stop now go watch finish watching the show and then or come or skip back and ahead but
0: that might be <laughs> risky
1: yeah okay so the way they do her and the way they have her done in this show I prefer because okay for one I was going to say, for one, I never liked Jocelyn, so I'm okay with them killing her off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, having I Maris love, be a thing. I love the actress. I love her. Don't remember her name. Love her, though. <laughs> but I definitely enjoyed having Luke and Maris together. because Unexpected, but I love it. It was so sweet. And it was so... so
0: and, and I like that they have, like, that they... Known each they, other. Yeah, that, like, they, they've they set they set up early on it early yeah they set on, up that, fairly early yeah. that they knew each other exactly for years so they there was some connection there like they they've known each other so it's not like a sudden like of uh, who blue, are you kind of thing it's, yeah they have known each so, other and I think one of my favorite one of my favorite moments that you can see
1: that Maris has gone that her redemption has completely and it's hers is a redemption arc, yes, because you have her apologizing. You have her saying, you know, what she's done is wrong. And she mm-hmm. apologizes and she, you know, makes um, makes, uh, amends. amends for what she's done. Um, but it is also character development because you mm-hmm.
0: see her changing throughout it. And it's like I said earlier, is that it's a very fine line that you yeah. could consider so, redemption. So the thing about it is, is
1: season one Maris mm-hmm. is very... by the book yeah very by the book very proper doesn't break the rules not at all and so we see her at the end of season one you know magnus and alex uh the the big wedding between alec and lydia magnus shows up they have their romantic embrace and their kiss maris is not happy no robert isn't happy either but robert is a whole nother (laughs) character we're talking about a whole nother episode um so with Maris, you see her in the first season. She does not like the thought of anything being different. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to be the
0: same. You know, we see Everything her basically... Everything needs to be done how it's always been We done. basically
1: see her... She changes... She makes... Basically, uh, Izzy changes to please her mother. You mm-hmm. know, she changes to be a better daughter in her mother's eyes. Um, And season two rolls around. And season two, in the beginning, Maris is still a little... Eh? A little iffy. Mm-hmm. We kind of... There's not... You know, it's still hard to... Get around, you know, because she's not the best mom. Um, and then you have season three. Ugh, and when alone. season three comes around, it's just like that. Flip, it's so. Switch. And okay, I will say a lot of it is that Nicola is just a oh, phenomenal oh, actress. Nicola. I she's love adorable. her so much. She is the cutest she's in amazing. the world. Um, and it's funny because. We stand her in this. It's house. funny though because, like, we didn't know about her until this and then and now I love after her. that I'm like I love you. I I love you so much.
0: Um, there, there's so, a movie that she's in. I don't know how much she's in it, but we want to watch it simply because oh, yeah, she's in my it. Oh spy. yeah, My Spy. I made
1: I made a I made an an edit I think on Twitter or Instagram where I just I I took her name and I blew it up and I put, <laughs> and I pasted it onto the bottom of the of the poster and I was like there you go.
0: This is the only so reason we're, we're, we're going to watch it simply for her. Exactly. <laughs> so, Even if she's only in like 5 minutes.
1: Exactly. So she has one of my favorite character development storylines because you see her, or, I mean, uh, Redemption. Redemption. Because she goes from being, you know, this, you know, stoic, very proper by-the-book lady to being one of the most caring, gentle women ever. Oh, yes. And I think a lot of it, a big part of her Redemption arc comes from having her ruins stripped and ha- being um excommunicated from... The Shadow Hunter community. Right. You see her struggling with how and, to deal you know, with that. Separating from Robert as well. And okay. And that okay, that I think that was the turning moment for Maris. Is it was a, season yeah, a two, turning point. episode eight? And it was Yeah, episode eight. Um, you see it's it's during Max's uh rune ceremony. You know, he's right. it's his big moment. Um, and you see early in the episode, you know, you see Maris talking to Alec and he's like, Magnus has offered up his place for the party. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, 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 it's not going to happen. And he's like, too bad it's happening anyways. (laughs) It happens, you know, you see her kind of giving, you know, being a little, you know, prickly with Magnus and Alec is like, okay, whatever, I'll deal with it. polite, but not nice. Exactly. So it's, you, you can tell that there's tension there. And then afterwards, you know, they talk to her or she talks to Alec and um, Jace, and she explains, she doesn't say it blatantly, but Alec, being her son, immediately knows that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And he, I think, he just kind of realizes what happened. And so he, you know, he asks her what happened, or he asks her basically straight up what happened about it, and asks her the question, you know, is dad cheating on you? And she, you can tell immediately that she's like, listen, don't tell Izzy tell yeah. Isabelle. She worshipped Robert. Right. Don't it's tell like, her. It's
0: not your burden to carry. Exactly. Mine. And so
1: you see that that I think is the moment when she decided to change how she viewed things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then season when she, three when she
0: realized that Max, you know, has been absorbing, you know, exactly. has been watching and and listening, and started you know kind of exactly. acting the way that she's. Um. Been. And
1: so then you have season three roll around with Maris, where she has become. Such a wonderful mother to her children. She loves them. She's she... much
0: more present exactly. in their lives. And I think one of the best moments... At I least in their personal lives say, versus their Shadowhunter lives.
1: I want to say it's like the second or third episode of season three. With the dinner. With the dinner scene. And you... I love it because... In the My be- boy. Exactly. Because in the beginning of the episode, they're... Um, Alec is like, listen, let's be gentle with my mother. She's going to be probably a bit fragile. fragile. We need to be okay. And then she shows up and she's just like, my boys. And she's very open. She's like, oh, she's let's do all around. this. And then she explains to Alec why she is doing, you know, why she's like, you know, I'm getting my runes stripped. I'm not going to be a shadow hunter anymore. I'm, you know, I don't want you and Izzy to do anything. Mm-hmm. You, and, you, Jason, and Izzy need to stay, do what you're going to do kind of thing. Right. Um. And I think that was a big, big turning point for her because she didn't have any of the things that she'd come to rely on in her mm-hmm. life. You know, she was a shadow hunter. That was all she
0: knew. Right. And now so it's gone. now she has to live in the real world and figure out what she's gonna do and who she's gonna become. Exactly. And I think that was And her... then Luke helps her sort yeah. of and it's and, beautiful. And I love it because she it's not so much of like her
1: character changes, it's more of just she kind of you peel back the layers right. that she's
0: built up over the years. She's kind of and, built up this wall, especially you know, after you know, being a part of the circle, and yeah. then I feel like being a part of the circle, and then having that kind of uh, punishment put on exactly. her is kind of what brought on mm-hmm. the more stoic. Oh yeah, for sure. Wall and, personality. And, and because I said. it I feel like when she was younger, she was a little bit more carefree. And, see, here's the
1: thing. So they've they've talked about it. I don't remember much about the books, obviously, but um, what I do remember, especially from the show, is her, them talking about it, saying, you know, yes, their parents were a part of the circle, but, or she and um, Robert were part of the circle, but they've agreed to certain things, you know, to be, so they didn't get punished, basically, Um, and I think it was that they left before anything actually went down because she had Alec. He was, I think he was like five when it happened. Um, So she left before it all could happen, you know? Um, But I think that changed her perspective on a lot of things. And one of my favorite moments or a couple of my favorite moments, especially with Maris in season three, are any of her and Magnus Mm -hmm. together Um, just because they have this great dynamic because they both love Alec. They both care about him deeply and they want him to be, they want him to have the best life he can have, right. and just those moments they have, and one of the best moments, I think, is when he doesn't have his powers anymore, you know, mm. and she comes to talk to him, and she's talking to him about the, the proposal that she thought was going to happen, and didn't happen anymore, right. and she's like, what is happening, what's going on, and he says something along the lines of, you know, oh, what, because I'm useless without my powers, and she just kind of you know, it's kind of a throwaway line for her, but she just says, you know, she's like, stop it, you know I love you. And it's like, she, like, oh, wow. It's like that moment of him being like, oh, she's different, she's changed. She's accepting me. Exactly, and even, like, she walks Magnus down the aisle uh, at his wedding. It is so beautiful. It's oh. such a good moment, and even, like, Clary coming to accept her as taking where her mom
0: was in Luke's right, life. Right, Being like, listen, I, you know, and her saying I... And the fact you know, Maris talks to her about it and it's like I hope it's not weird for you yeah, because I know like, how important Luke is to you and yeah Clary's just like no like it's fine I, I you know her, great exactly which
1: I and I love her storyline I love the way they wrote her character I definitely prefer her character to the book character Who character
0: book Maris. oh I mean and Clary but that's I another don't story I think my question made any sense but I'm glad you understood <laughs> me.
1: yeah um so like she had a great character development I know in the book she stays with Robert because there. I don't think they have a cheating storyline in the book I don't remember mm. um because I know in the book Jocelyn and Luke get married right. which is fine whatever I'm not a huge fan of Jocelyn but that's just me um so I she was a great she was a great great version of Maris she was a mm. good version we love Nicola she was and that's the thing is she was a good version it was a good dynamic with her for the show right I don't think Bookmaris would have worked as well in the show. Um,
0: and and sometimes that's the case. Sometimes things don't aren't always going to translate well to the screen, so you have to switch them up a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: and of course we'll talk about that more in another episode about those For little sure. things. Um, so the last two that we're going to talk about are mainly ones that did not really get redemption arcs, um, but deserved them. And the first one is a little bit more like oh did he deserve it and the second one is very much like did he deserve it yes he deserved it like <laughs> but the last one is a very controversial controversial in the fandom itself yes so the first one obviously is um is billy hargrove from uh from stranger things so obviously with billy he um he was he he... Billy was an interesting character. Here's my thing. I love Dacre Montgomery. I always have. Well, not I always have. I've loved him since I've seen him in what he's been in. Um. So, he was a good addition to the show. Mm-hmm. I appreciated him in the show. I appreciated his character because he, it, he, it brought something It It added because more here's to the, the thing. story. here's the thing, in season one, Steve was the one that we were all like, oh, he's kind of an ass. What do we want him for? But then we love Steve And now. then Steve became the babysitter and we were like, okay, we love he Steve. He became the soccer mom. So I think it was a little bit more of like they needed another character to kind of play off of Steve. Right. And to kind of give Steve back what he had in season one. Right. In a sense, you know, to to kind of... Um, to kind of dish out what to see what Steve, what Steve would gave, dish out to everybody, like Jonathan else. especially. Right. So I really appreciated that because it was a really it was a really well done storyline, um. And I and honestly a lo- I think a lot of people thought when the season three trailer dropped, we thought that Billy was getting a uh like a redemption arc from the beginning. Like we thought he was getting because the the shot that we had seen in the trailer was him was in the shower. Was he in
0: season two or season three? He was in
1: seasons two and three.
0: Right, wait. Yeah. Yes. It's been a while since I watched it. Season
1: two is when Max and Billy come in. Right. Season three is the summer.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. So season three, when the trailer dropped, we saw the shot in the trailer of Billy in the shower with the with the demigorgon, the monster right. in his arm, right. Right. I think that moment was everyone was everyone being like, Are we getting a redemption? Is he gonna be like the one who gets hurt and then mm-hmm. they have to save him, you know? Right. Well, turns nope. out, in a sense, that he was the big villain of season three. Right. Without... He, they kind of, like, pulled the rug out from under everybody. Exactly. Um, and I think one of the most heartbreaking moments is the fact that he sacrifices himself to save his younger sister, mm-hmm. who, in all respects, she thinks that he didn't love her, basically. Right. She was
0: like... Because he's been so rude
1: and just kind of mean. He's, and, yeah, he's kind of like, she. he doesn't care about me, he doesn't care what happens to me, Um. But in reality, he does. He just has a hard time
0: showing that. And again, it goes back to you know his circumstance. Mom. His his dad too. I think is, being, was, is an abusive was asshole. An abusive. Um, and I I guess in all
1: fairness, you people would argue that his dad was being an eighties dad. You know, being mm-hmm. the tough love, right? Kind of. You know, you apologize, blah, blah hitting him. But then again, that is considered abuse too, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um. So. The way they did his storyline, I wish, I wish he wouldn't have died. I really wish that he would have gotten the redemption arc that he was owed mm-hmm. with all that he's been through. And yes, right. he is, he was an asshole in season two. That's a, you know, no contest there. Mm-hmm. But I think that he had the potential to be a good person.
0: Right. Um, I think so too. That if, if things had gone a little bit better for him. Mm-hmm then he could have had a good redemption yeah
1: for sure um so he all in all i think he would have been a good redemption storyline that we could Mm -hmm. have seen
0: um it's like i think some some would argue that he did redeem himself in a sense in the end by sacrificing himself yes um But, but it sucks that that's how it had to happen
1: you know exactly yeah um so the last one of tonight's episode <laughs> or of today's episode i've is, been waiting yes <laughs> to talk about so this one. so this last character is my is favorite a character that in all respects has had them i think some of the most the biggest controversy in a, in the this fandom because and here's
0: the thing people are still talking about the show hit this particular character we're talking about grant ward from agents of shield mm-hmm. this particular character has not been on screen for, like, four years since season four. Yeah. And people are still talking about him. Most of the people that are talking about him are talking about how he's a terrible person. Personally, I love him. And he was abused for, like, his entire life in yeah, so see, many different ways. And see, okay, that's the thing.
1: So here's the thing that pisses me off the most is... I don't know if any of these people realize what they're doing is that they're basically victim blaming. Exactly. They're blaming. victim
0: blaming and gaslighting and Because all here's this the kind thing. And
1: okay, I will admit I haven't watched like watched
0: the show I think since season I haven't watched two th- or I, three. I watched the first three seasons in their entirety and then I watched a handful of episodes in season four because Ward was in it. I but watched, other than that I haven't seen any. I think the last full episode I remember had like Lincoln in it, which I think was season. That three. was season three. That was he so that's he like, died in season yeah, three. Yeah, so that's all I remember. In the
1: basically, that's all I remember is up to like season, like barely up to season three. Yeah. So I don't remember much of Ward's storyline. I remember the first season storyline, and I remember most of the second season storyline. I think
0: Ward didn't really get quote unquote interesting until like season two. Yeah, which was sucky because he was barely in season. You know, he was in. He was no, he was in a
1: good. Well, chunk no, of no season I mean two. he didn't. it, it was. It was frustrating because he had so much potential to be an amazing redemption character. Here's the thing.
0: I, personally, I believe that if they had kept him on the show, even if they didn't, like, redeem him, redeem him, he still could have been a great, like, anti-hero or whatnot for the team just, like, throughout the series. Or just kind of, like, he's off doing his own thing and then every once in a while when they, like, need his specialty or his skills, they'll be like, hey, we still don't like you, but we need your help with mm-hmm. this. And he's like, I don't like you guys either, but this sounds like fun. Exactly. And so he comes in and helps them. Personally, though, I would have loved
1: he... a redemption
0: for him so, because gonna... of all the crap he's been through. I was just
1: thinking about this. He would have been, bored if they had kept him in the series as, like, this antihero who kind of mm-hmm. opposes the team, he would have been, in a sense, very much like um James Sterling from Leverage yeah where in that you know he's James is in their in their eyes he's the bad guy cuz right. he's the one who's trying to stop them from doing all this stuff right? and i feel like it would have been the same thing had they kept ward in mm-hmm. is that he would have been the one that they're like uh you know you're trying to stop
0: us you're trying to do right. all this it's Like i could go on for days about ward i won't cuz we don't you know we have, don't want to spend all that time you know with But so i much. personally believe like i think that They'd had a great ending for him in season two with him on the phone with Coulson, talking, and then they're like, he leaves. Mm -hmm. And we think that we're not going to see him again, Mm -hmm. at least for a while. And then they're like, oh, just kidding, we're bringing him back because he's helping Kara get revenge, and so they're torturing people, and then he accidentally kills her because he thinks that she's May, and blah, 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 and Mm -hmm. then he gets... Colson crushes his chest even though he's unarmed and Colson like goes crazy. Yeah. Um, and just like all this crap happens and they just like completely ruined his character by doing all this stuff when yeah. they had a great, perfectly good ending for his character in season two that kind of would have been like an open ending type of thing where I... he's there
1: but we don't know what he's doing. Here, okay, here's what I think. I think and if any fanfic writers are out there who want to write this, please do. I think would have what would have been amazing had they done you know like you said season two ends with them on the phone you know him walking away whatever and then we don't see him for seasons three four we don't see him we we they we hear him we hear them talk about him you mm-hmm. know from the past um and then all of a sudden at the end of season four we have all this stuff going down and then colson gets a call being like hey you know whatever's going down and he's just like okay and then it kind of it fades to black and then you hear like you hear like boots walking and it pans up and ward is like coming uh. back and he like he has like the bag slung over shoulder and he drops it down uh. and it's like his like bad guy team and they're like they're like uh mm. you know they're like Mr. Ward welcome back kinda of thing. He's just, Don't like, make ah. me
0: cry. He's just like
1: Ah it's good to be back. And then he like you see him in season five being like Alright, let's but go.
0: Here's the thing though, is that they talked I didn't watch the final season, but Mm-mm. they I know that they talked and they like they mentioned him because a friend of mine watched it and she told me that like they mentioned him a numerous times, especially in like the final episode, because it was all about time travel and whatnot. Yeah. And they saved Garrett, the man who was abusing Ward. Mm-hmm. They saved Garrett, but then they like didn't even like care about Ward. Like they just like mentioned him, but then never showed him. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like that's not
1: that's like not if, how if you you're going if
0: you're gonna mention a character. As many times as I assume that they did. And mm-hmm. then to, like, not show them or not talk about how he was saved, yeah. essentially. I just feel like that's because not good storytelling. I think that
1: was another one of those shows that I think everyone had been talking about on Tumblr where it was like... They were like, oh, are we getting Warden?" Everybody, like, Everybody, so many... many
0: people were thinking we were getting Ward back. And then we didn't. And that Skyward was going to end up together, which I would have loved.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing is, I didn't watch the last season i nope saw it on here i remember because i was watching i had been following i had been looking at it on tumblr because it was trending mm-hmm. so i every i just even, know okay, stuff here's that my friend the would tell me. here's the thing about me is even if i don't watch a show and it's trending on tumblr i will go and i'll start looking through the tags and i'll like i could care less i'll laugh at things that i have no business laughing at because <laughs> i don't know what's going on i just think they're i'm like eh, heh, that's funny stupid i don't know what it's about but it's funny you know and then i saw agents of shield and i was like oh, okay like I'm, I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of curious, and then I was. I just at wanted to know
0: how they were gonna end it, and from my understanding, none of the team stays together. Like they all go off on their separate ways, and I'm like, for a show that talks about family and you know sticking together, to have them all go off in their separate ways and not stay together, I just feel like that's yeah. kind of weird so, and not good. I think that with Ward, it was. There was so much. There was so much potential to give was. him a redemption and arc.
1: I think the biggest thing right now is the fact that people still consider him this like rotten human being, and I'm like, he at this point, you guys are victim blaming, victim blaming, li- blaming a character that really hasn't been on screen for years. Oh yeah. So what is the point? Like, I understand talking about a character still, but to be, be blatantly- so
0: passionate about putting this character down and. Just like talking about him in slight like such a bad light, it's like you really have no other use of your time. Is there really nothing else you guys can be doing? Like you guys could be building up everyone else. It's like leave us alone. Yeah, I I got. I love him. I
1: I I mentioned it in a few earlier episodes. I got tweets i got i got private messages on twitter because i had retweeted something that one of our like our mutual Mm -hmm. friend on twitter had said about one of my friends has been harassed i I got i don't even tweet about ages of (laughs) shield and i got a message saying how he's a nazi sympathizer
0: and and i'm like he was not a nazi he was never loyal to hydra he He was was loyal loyal to to Garrett. garrett because he thought that garrett saved him even though he kept abusing him but he was you know conditioned to believe that Garrett yeah. was like you know the savior so it's just like there's so I could go for days you guys there's so much wrong go for days there's so much wrong
1: with the way Ward was treated With in the general. way his character
0: was written and i firmly believe the way the
1: fandom treats him as a whole
0: i like to believe that in my own personal stories i like to believe that there is a nice sweet old old lady agent somewhere that is like, oh, honey, and she acts like a grandma, and she's like, you need some therapy, and so she, like, hires a therapist for him. So I just,
1: he is is one of the biggest, the the characters that deserve the biggest redemption. I... Because
0: he he could have had it. There were so many possibilities, so many storylines that I feel like the show would have been so much more interesting had they kept him. Cause and I feel
1: like they kind of.
0: Cause he's they, such a badass character. He really
1: was, and like Brett Dalton in general is an amazing he actor. Did, Brett did
0: such a great job with the character. He really did, and I think that like him. As even
1: if they had kept him as a bad guy and then made Sky a bad girl. Oh,
0: my gosh. The Dark Skyward storyline. I would have loved beautiful. it so much. We got, like, a hint of it when he was possessed by Hive and then she was, like, under his control. That but, whole thing was... But weird. I don't count it because it was, like, super messed up and really weird. Yeah, so
1: that whole thing, you know, just... But I think there was so... Yes, he was a bad guy. You know, he killed people, whatever. But
0: S.H.I.E.L.D. killed people, too. Yeah. And they... There are so many people on... That betrayed, quote-unquote, betrayed the team and Coulson. And he gave all of them... Passes. Passes, except for Ward, because he went against Coulson's wishes. Yeah. You know, because he was... I don't even know where their thinking was going with all know. of that. So, it's just, he is one that should have... I love. That had potential,
1: really did. Mm-hmm. But he was... He was missed... He was, he was a victim of poor writing and... Bad and, character, you know, bad... He was a victim of poor writing... Poor show development, poor show creation. People like, that didn't care about him exactly. So there's there's a lot, and we we'll, we will definitely have an and episode. And if where we talk I wasn't if
0: I wasn't so terrified of um, authority figures, I would ask. I, I would have many questions for the yeah, people who were in sure. charge. <laughs> so it's just you know all in all, he is one that deserved way more than he
1: got. Mm-hmm. Um, had potential for a lot more than he was and given. And
0: That's why we live in denial and the land of fan fiction. Exactly. That is where I live. Exactly.
1: So I think that pretty much wraps up, you know, about wraps up this episode. Um, I think we do plan on talking more about character development and redemptions in a later episode, you know, um, potentially we have more planned, you know, we have so many episodes planned out. So it kind of depends on where we, when we get to it, um, so that's really all we have for today for this week. Um,
0: really hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And I personally enjoyed this episode. Yeah, and if you guys, if there are any, love-
1: if there are any other character development, character redemption storylines that you want us to talk about, that you know, I mean, we don't watch certain shows. Like there are certain shows that we just don't watch. Right. But we're more than happy to look them up and you know read about the stories mm-hmm. and watch clips or whatever. Um. So definitely let us know. You know in on twitter on you know wherever you you know us um go ahead and let us know what you think and what who you want to hear about and who you liked hearing about Mm -hmm. you know your
0: thoughts on them feel free to come talk to us about characters we talked about in this episode we can i would we would both love to chat with you guys about these characters what we loved about their storylines what we didn't love about the storylines yeah exactly um so you can find us on twitter i am at jillybean729 That's G-I-L-L-Y-B-E-A-N-729. And I am at Annika Davila. That's capital A-N-N-I-K-A, capital D-A-V-I-L-A. And then you can also find our podcast on Twitter as well at uh, TTFabPodcast. So come talk to us. Let us know what you think. All right. And we will see you guys next week. Have a good week, you guys.